Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and today I'm so excited for you to meet 
Tara Styles. She is the founder of Strala Yoga. She has thousands of guides that lead her Strala classes around the world in studios, gyms, health clubs. And she also has a huge online community that is in nearly 100 countries. And you may recognize her because she's also teamed up with W Hotels and properties around the globe. And she's also collaborated with Reebok Yoga Lifestyle. And she's also the author of several best-selling books, including Yoga Cures, Make Your Own Rules Cookbook, and Strala Yoga. You guys, this was such an amazing conversation because I have followed her for about four years now, and she also agreed to do this podcast like two weeks before her due date for her first Bambino. So I can't wait for you to hear about how this woman who travels has this incredible lifestyle is making it all work. So let's get started. Tara, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so grateful to have you here. Oh my gosh, of course. This is really fun. You know, it's it's funny how you came into my world because I uh, first started following Gabby Bernstein, I don't know, maybe four years ago or something, and I used to listen to her lectures, cool. and I think you were at a couple of them, and she would call you out. She'd be like, <laughs> and, you know, listen to Yoga Cures by Tara Styles, and I was like, who's this girl uh, that she's always calling out? So I started, you know, I was like that creeper because I was like, okay, who... <laughs> <laughs> who is this person? And then you came into my world and it's kind of like, I can't unsee you. And I love that because you are doing just amazing things in the world. And I just, I would love for you to share your story with everyone who may not know who you are and just how you kind of started doing what you do now. Sure. Um, yeah, Gab- Gabby's awesome. She has loads of energy and we've been friends for, you know, a bunch of years and yeah, it's, it's, it's just really cool to have a nice, um, I guess, support group of women that are, you know, out in the world trying to help each other and help ourselves and help people feel better. So, so yeah, Gabby's awesome, first of all. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, my story is, um, pretty, pretty simple. Um, we started Strala Yoga about 10 years ago. Um, and that was sort of in response to, um, you know, my, my, my personal background is I'm from a tiny little town, you know, in Illinois in the woods. And I grew up doing meditation and dance and living a pretty simple life. And my parents, I call them straight edge hippies. They were building this passive solar home and, you know, doing all of these kind of nice lifestyle things that are really popular and cool right now. (laughs) Yes. But I thought we're totally embarrassing then. And, you know, we would recycle and pick up trash (laughs) in the, you know, in the, in the ditches and, you know, kind of get involved in the environment and stuff like that. And, you know, so I kind of took it, took for granted all of these things that I had just given to me in my life and these, um, this sort of way of being, um, and I never thought I would do something like this for a job. I thought I would, you know, um, you know, study and, and be in business or science or something like that. But, um, I did classical dance as a child and, um, my ballet teacher again was like ahead of the curve and brought yoga and meditation into our program. So I was hooked right off the bat and, and just felt really great and connected when I practiced and then kind of looked around and wondered why my friends in high school and the people in my town didn't practice. And, um, you know, just started to, to really want to spread um, these easygoing ways to feel better in your life and to feel more connected and less stressed and to just 
just help people because it's such a simple thing that we all can do every day. And, um, you know, if you're not doing these things, um, you know, you can and, and, and you can get help. So that's kind of the, the backstory of that. But, um, mm. but yeah, so we've been doing that for a long time now. Mm. When did you, so when did you really connect those dots though? Because that's kind of, you know, when we're young and, or teenagers, it's like, we don't really get what's going on. Kind of like what you said, like you didn't realize how fortunate you were to be raised in this family. What were some of the main things that you were seeing outside of your world and how, um, you know, were you seeing that you were able to kind of have ease and flow, for lack of a better word, compared to other people? Sure. Well, I think, you know, moving, to, I moved to New York quite young, like pretty much right out of high school a little bit after. And um, I was dancing and doing, you know, a bunch of different crazy things and just having a good time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I looked around and, you know, I was, I was doing these things that I learned my whole life, you know, kind of on and off, not super structured. Um, and then, you know, anybody that I would meet that had, you know, anxiety or problem, I would just start to show them some things like, you know, easygoing meditation or simple yoga moves that could help them feel better. And then, you know, they would, they would start to feel better. And I would just think, okay, this is amazing. And why weren't these people already doing this? Mm. And, um, it started just to feel really good for me to help people feel better in this way. Um, you know, and back then this was kind of the late nineties, early two thousands. There wasn't a lot of you know, this, these kinds of practices in the mainstream culture, and they were still seen as, you know, quite dogmatic and guru driven. And, you know, it's great if you belong to a certain um, tradition of yoga or meditation, but if you weren't really connecting to, you know, an ashram or a, a place or way of life, then, you know, you're either in or you're out kind of a thing. So I was really noticing a lot of people that I was meeting either felt connected, they were already involved, or, you know, they just felt disconnected from the actual, you know, um, uh, way these practices were being presented in the world. Um, and that way, they didn't feel like it was for them. Mm. Girl, I'm from the Midwest. So I, so <laughs> I'm like, I lived in upper Michigan, and then I lived in Wisconsin, and then uh, Minnesota. And I remember um, being younger and thinking yoga was like, for people in other countries like yeah, we're probably related <laughs> seriously seriously um and it was just so, it it wasn't normal it wasn't something that seemed easy um you know even just moving your body coming from the midwest it was like a, it seemed like an ordeal because when you're not raised with it, it it seemed like this idea that was for other people maybe not for you so you were able to kind of come from that world and be able to see that. And like you said, with your friends, implement it and make it easy. What were some of the things that you would tell them, you know, just maybe some of the beginning steps to start feeling better? Yeah, I think, I think sort of the, the main, the main thing that kept coming up was this is about you feeling better and not you being good at yoga or you being good at meditation. And I think a lot of people that I was meeting, you know, and still meet, I think this is still, some sort of stigma in, in some way, but, you know, people would see something or have an idea, like you said, in your, in your mind about, you know, just being from the Midwest, this is something, you know, for other people. And maybe that's scary to me, or I find that, you know, funny or weird or whatever it is. Um, you know, so I would always try to take, take the simple practices and, you know, everything I learned about yoga and meditation growing up was so normal that I wanted to really bring this back to, helping people feel like it's something that actually is inside of them and not something that is completely external from them as well. Mm. 
So do you think yoga is for everyone? Yeah. I mean, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think it's really cool. Like a lot of people say, you know, at some point or another, you know, that I've just met over the years that, you know, their first experiences of, of doing yoga in a way that it really clicks for them. They always kind of, people always have this, um, sense that they're remembering it from somewhere or they're remembering, you know, um, it's something really coming from the inside, having this feeling of, you know, calm and peace and space and, and just, you know, inner, inner stuff much more than, oh, I'm learning this new thing or, you know, I'm learning this, this, um, task or how to, how to operate something that has nothing to do or isn't connected to me at all. So I think that's, that's kind of the, the, for me, at least, the, the great reason to, to help people get back to that place to actually remember how good it can actually feel to, you know, feel connected. Mm, I love that. So you have been in rooms with so many people. You've been um, all over the world. You've had massive success in what you do. And is there certain fundamental truths that you find with people the more that you are with them when they come into a room to do yoga? Oh, gosh, I think that, you know, everybody wants to feel better. (laughs) I think that's, you know, that's the main, uh, I guess, common through line that I've really discovered and uncovered. I think when I first started traveling a lot, you know, friends and, you know, family and, you know, people I would meet would always say, oh, it must be so different, you know, yoga in Malaysia or Japan or the people in, you know, Ohio or LA Mm -hmm. or Europe. And, you know, sure, like there there are some differences, but people are so similar. I, I find everybody mm-hmm. just everybody wants to feel good and 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 do good in their lives, and you know, for the most part. And and if they're not on that path, it's because you know they're they're not feeling good. They're not connected, and there's you know some stuff in the way to kind of get through and work on and, and clear out that can be absolutely you know getting to getting to through um, an easygoing practice of of some sort and, you know, easygoing yoga and meditation is a, is a great way. So, um, Mm. so yeah, it's just, I think that that common through line is really, really pretty beautiful. Mm. You're kind of bringing me back. I'm, you know, I moved from the Midwest to LA. I've been out here for like four years and in the, the first year was super tough Mm. for me. I was like, who are these people? They're like aliens. (laughs) Like they're speaking a different language. They all drink juice. Like, what is this? (laughs) And um, the place that I could kind of find where humans could be humans were in different fitness classes or yoga Mm -hmm. classes or things like that. So I was like, ah, everyone here is like the same. It was like this great equalizer. So yeah, I love that. I love hearing that. So cool. So what do people's, when you look at someone's body, are there certain things that people's bodies can tell you? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love leading yoga for this reason. You know, I, I often, I used to say, say this to a group of people sometimes, but I, I stopped cause it kind of com- comes across kind of weird, <laughs> but, but I think that, you know, you can tell so much about a person, not by what they can do or what they can't do physically able to do, but how they are in their bodies and how they practice. Um, so yoga is such a, I think a wonderful opportunity to simply practice how we want to be, you know, so, you know, I, I just identify so much with your, your, your coming to LA and, you know, the, the, the green juice drinkers and the, the outfits and all the stuff and, you know, like how you are in that space. In New York, we have kind of the, the same version of that, but it's a, it's a bit more kind of, um, intense and, uh, you know, type A focused and get, you know, people are competing on how little sleep they're getting here and how productive they are, Mm -hmm. all of these kinds of things. So, you know, this, this sort of, um, 
you know, if we have the the strength to actually look at how we are in our lives, we can actually make this change. So it's it's just really beautiful to see, you know, somebody in a class and, you know, everybody has the, the best intentions for themselves. People are showing up to feel better. But, you know, if somebody's really working in a way where they're they're exerting too much effort and too much tension and, you know, rigidity into their practice, you know, that's that's how they go about doing everything in their lives. So, you know, for me as a, a teacher of that class, you know, my job isn't to necessarily push them harder. It's to more help them, you know, back off a bit and find find a way where they can achieve more with efficient energy instead of achieve more with, you know, this sort of um, break on through to the other side energy that's going to eventually not work in their lives. So it's, it's really cool to see how, you know, how people are in their bodies and how that translates into their lives. Mm, I love that. You're just bringing me back to, um, uh, I just recently went to Costa Rica and I was in a, um, a yoga class where it was just super playful. And I was like, you know, those moments when you're on your mat and you're just observing like, wow, I'm really proud of myself right now for like falling and being so good with it and having fun and playing. And that's really been a theme for my life. And it's so true. So speaking (laughs) of themes, um, have you found that you have kind of like a theme for your life every year that you just notice like this year I'm feeling more playful or this year I'm really connecting in or this year I'm forgiving myself more. So what was 2016 for you and what does 2017 look like so far? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think for me, it's, it's nothing that I kind of plan out in advance, but I'm more, uh, you know, I'm going through and, and, and probably have a little bit of time to, to see and, oh my gosh, I was, that's, that's kind of what was happening last year. This is what's happening, you know, the following year. So I, kind of more think about it as a review session yeah. <laughs> in a way. But, um, you know, last year was really intense, you know, lots of, um, you know, as, as every year, but, you know, lots of travel, lots of, um, you know, building with the community. And there's so many um, people we work with with Strala that are leading classes around the world. And it's, it's really kind of taken on its own um, own wind in a way. And the guides are doing so well. But I think one thing I really learned last year, as opposed to all the years kind of leading up and, 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 and building that was that I can get more done without running around like a chicken with my head cut off, mm, <laughs> you know, in amen. a way. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny cause that's, that's my, my, one of the big lessons that I love to, to share with everybody is do more with less energy and, you know, find the ease and all of these sort of nice things that we practice. But, you know, I was still doing that myself as well. I would, I would go to Europe and then bounce back to New York and then go back to Europe. But this, this trip, I stayed in Europe for, you know, the 10 days that I had of a break. And, you know, Mike and I had a little bit of a, of a mini vacation. And then, you know, we, we arrived in the next city, you know, five days before the event started to settle in and actually felt better in the events that I was doing. Um, you know, and <laughs> I was like, okay, this is, this is an amazing lesson that I actually needed to learn mm. to slow down in, in that way to, to achieve more. So I think that was definitely last year's and, and this year, I mean, gosh, I think this little, little nugget that's coming out soon will, will just show me so many things. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, when are you due? Did you say it was uh, a couple of weeks from today? Oh so February 6th <laughs> is the date, but you know, the kids show up when they show up, I guess. <laughs> so excited for you that's so huge so this is your first yeah 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 so how are you feeling right now I feel good I mean I'm you know I'm really lucky I had didn't have any problems or aches or pains or you know I think you know an easygoing practice had a lot to do with that and you know I had typical 
you know, three months morning sickness in the beginning, but I was also bouncing around Asia and, and had a crazy schedule. So, you know, it probably had something to do with that. Mm, wow. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I feel good. Just kind of waiting for her to show up now. So what have been some of the biggest lessons from uh, pregnancy so far for you? I think just more slowing down in a mm. way and more, you know, I think with with how we practice and what we share, you know, I love this concept of doing more with less energy and, you know, everybody wants to achieve more in their lives, whether it's in their, you know, families or their physical practice or their health or business, whatever it is. So that was, that's always a common theme. And then Mm -hmm. I think really this, this pregnancy has taught me that I can, I can simply do less with less as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And that's completely fine. So to, to not have to fill all of the spaces with, you know, something productive and it is quite productive to simply be sometimes. So, um, so that's really been helpful. Can you give us examples of that? Just because I feel like in the beginning, sometimes it can be like, I am grasping this concept, but sometimes putting words around it can be challenging because in the beginning of launching something, sometimes you do have to go into like that launch mode. So how do we know the difference between launch mode and when we can kind of step back? Well, I, I think just just for me personally, this you know, I really felt this whole you know for years real a real need and a desire to find ways to in my own body and my own mind to drop the extra tension just so I could do more, mm. you know. And I knew I was in my own way, and I knew there was all these you know secrets to how we practice that you know. I, you know, I would see people sitting on a plane that were kind of doing the the most that they could with with more effort than they needed, and I would I would say, okay, I can do that phone same phone call, but I can be relaxed, and I'll have enough energy to do three more phone calls, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. things like that that I was sort of, you know, playing with and and really getting a lot done, and and um, by dropping the extra tension, mm. and I think that that's something that I really felt needed to happen for a long time, and it really did lead to a lot of great things. But I think the you know the sanity in that is, you know, working to drop the extra tension, and also probably not be as um, insane as I was if I was to go back and do it again and say you know not not as competitive with myself of okay I don't need to do you know ten extra things just because now I have more energy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I think, um, you know, on the, on the other side of that, you know, it, for me, it's, it's just an intuitive pull that, you know, sure, there's still always lots to do and, and, and lots of excitement happening, but, you know, I know myself better now of when I'm being productive and when I'm just being busy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, that switch from, um, things that are actually useful and good and um, productive and 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 moving somewhere, and then things that are just sort of space fillers and time fillers. Mm, so good. So you are a huge traveler, and traveling for me is always tough. So how? What is your self care routine like um, when you are out on the road? Oh gosh, I, I think uh, you know honestly, having fun is is, is a big deal for me. And I have a lot of friends that have so many, you know, lotions and potions and travel with their blenders and all these kinds (laughs) of things. For me, all of that stuff is great, but it it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. I think I I need to be kind of minimalistic and travel light and just trust the universe that if I, if I need a green juice, I I may find a green juice place. I don't need to bring my powder and my stuff, but uh, I know for other people, they find a lot of comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
I think for me, it, it comes down to just keeping it really light and easy. And, you know, I can pack for a month and a little suitcase and, and, and feel really good about that. But, you know, also keeping a, keeping a self-care routine in the process of that. So, you know, every day, whether it's, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes or longer, just simply doing some easygoing yoga and meditation in the hotel or in the apartment, wherever I am. And, um, you know, again, not filling every single moment with busyness and, and filling the time with, you know, things that are fun and that I can enjoy, you know, the amazing place that I am and the amazing people and, and really have fun and, 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 um, you know, be grateful that I get to do this and grateful for the experience instead of, you know, um, find, if I find myself complaining, I know I'm not in the right headspace mm. or in the right place. You know, it's, it's really a, a wonderful thing to get to, travel around the world and do what you love. And, you know, if I start making a fuss about that, then I, I need to kind of smack myself over the head and see what's mm. going on, you know? Mm. That's so good. It reminds me of what you said before about dropping the tension. Like we spend so much time in the resistance that the actual act that we're resisting is like nothing compared to the time we spend in, you know, in the in-between. Like if you can just find that space, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Oh, to rest and relax. And yeah, you're just bringing me to like how I can go about it a little bit differently on the road. So what came first for you? Was it yoga or food? It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? So <laughs> what was it for you that kind of, you know, really, because um, you have a lot of different cookbooks and stuff. So was it movement or food or was it both combined? Uh, well, I think I think for me, kind of without the growing up environment that I was getting all of that kind of, you know, handed to me, it was definitely the movement kind of anticipated and started all of that. And then I realized that, okay, I'm on my own. You know, my mom's not here. <laughs> I'm hungry and I need something <laughs> to eat. Oh, crap, you know. And, um, you know, being young and in New York, I was grabbing, you know, a bag of pretzels and, you know, a coffee and, you know, just you can get away with that when you're, I think, like 19, 20, 21. But, you know, after a while, I didn't I still didn't feel very good. I felt, mm. you know, I'd have some food in my body or I'd grab a, you know, a falafel for a dollar or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's all fine. But I wasn't really um, taking an interest, I guess. So, you know, at a certain point, I just said, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm I'm doing all of this yoga and, and feeling good on the one hand, but on the other hand, you know, I knew that the the nourishment was also really important. So, you know, I was really nerdy about it and started following um people around in the grocery store that that looked like they knew what they were doing and put <laughs> things in my cart. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, just keep shopping. It's like goodbye, don't worry about it. <laughs> so that's, you know, I I kind of got broke the broke the seal a little bit with that and you know got home and realized what the heck am I supposed to do with all this stuff and then kind of kept going back and and finding the things that I liked more and the veggies I liked more and um, you know just started you know realizing that if so many people cook I should be able to do this too and you know I just kind of figured it out in a way. Okay. So what, I think people look at you and probably think that girl must be so connected. She spends all of her time on her yoga mat and drinking juice and, you know, she's (laughs) just like got it locked in. But, um, what does it feel like for you when you are out or disconnected and how do you, um, you know, connect back in? Oh gosh. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, if, if I don't feel good, I, I know it, I know it right away. And I think we all know it right away. You know, it's, you know, I feel a little maybe, extra tired or cranky or, you know, I find myself 
slipping into, you know, this idea of, of filling time instead of being productive or, you know, kind of, you know, grabbing something unhealthy or, or not really wanting to practice and sort of, you know, just not, not feeling that great. Um, you know, and then, and then I think there's this moment where you, you want to feel better, but you don't, you don't quite want to start the things yet to feel better because mm-hmm. it yep. just, it doesn't feel good to, to make that leap, I guess. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that, that definitely happens quite a bit. You know, I don't think that, you know, anybody is sort of living in this space of bliss all of the time. You know, I think this is why we practice, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of, you know, I just, you know, I think I'm like you, I'm from the Midwest and, you know, I, I, I think that upbringing in us is so solid of, you know, if you know better, you got to do it, you know, and I I sort of think of, you know, relatives and, you know, you just kind of, you just get up and you do it and then, you know, you're going to feel a little bit better and you can sulk a little bit and kind of wallow a little bit. But, you know, after a certain point, you know, we're, we're privileged enough to know and have access to, you know, these practices that, that really work for us. So it's just, you know, a matter of time of, you know, feeling bad and feeling sorry and indulgent and then kind of getting over it and doing it. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Cause that only goes so far. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. I know. And it's fun too. You know, you like, can oh rally around all your friends yes. to get on your side about it. And totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So what is making you the most excited right now? Oh gosh. Well, I think, I think excitement is definitely for the, for the little, the little munchkin to show up in any day. So that'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I just kind of want her here at this point so we can hang out and I can ask her where she comes from and all these weird questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then I'm excited to, you know, to to show her to everybody and to hang out. I mean, she already has so many friends from all around the world and um, we'll get back into swing the swing of things with the, the Estrella trainings and programs this spring. And, you know, I'm excited to take her to Europe in the fall and and, and kind of, you know, show it to everybody there and, and do the programs and stuff. So, so yeah, I think I'm really kind of looking forward to her being here and then, you know, seeing how that progresses and then, and then having her really integrate with everything that we do. Hopefully she likes to travel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have a feeling she will. She's already been a traveler, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's been <laughs> to about 40 countries or so already. That so. is insane. <laughs> That's insane. It took me till I was 18 to like really leave my state. Okay. We'll talk about that later, but anyway. (laughs) Okay. So being pregnant, um, and you were so active and so into fitness, was there anything that slowed you down a bit? And you know, were there massive adjustments that you had to make and what were they? Oh gosh. Yeah, completely. I mean, the first, I mean, we had been trying for a while, but you know, we found out literally a couple days before I was headed to this Asia, crazy Australia, 20 flight, trip kind of a situation. And, um, you know, I felt fine. I just felt a little sleepy at that point. But as soon as I kind of started on the travel, the the sickness kicked in and, you know, it, it still felt good to move, but I didn't feel the, the sort of excitement to move my body every day. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I knew it was good for me, but at the same time I wasn't jumping out of bed and, and wanting to, you know, drink a green juice and get into a downward dog and, you know, film it for Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, let's film a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, and it's kind of, you know, progressed like that, you know, the, the whole time I felt, 
I've had, you know, most of the rest of the pregnancy after the first three months, I felt, you know, pretty good and, you know, good energy and, and, and all of that. But, you know, as, as you, as I've expanded kind of everywhere in my body, there's just, there's more of me everywhere. And so I feel, you know, heavier and, um, you know, things are definitely different as far as movement goes. And, um, and, and it's interesting that I feel like it's, it's just, um, a, a cool opportunity to, mm. to get to know my body in this way and to really, um, uh, slow down in this way of being, you know, not, not just doing the routines that I did, you know, a year ago or a few months ago and, and really coming up with movements that feel good in the moment and are also beneficial. So it's, it's definitely changed quite a bit and continues to change sort of month by month. Mm. Is there something that you would say to women maybe who are thinking about getting pregnant or having their second pregnancy just about, because I'm thinking about getting pregnant the next yeah. not, not for a while, like two years, like two years, but I'm already, I'm literally already setting like intentions around it awesome. <laughs> because I just, I want to kind of break the ideas that I grew up hearing that it's hard. It's tough. You, you know, you deal with these struggles with your body and I don't want to think those things. I want to be excited. I want to really look at it as miraculous. I want to, you know, just allow whatever is happening to happen, even though I'm sure I'm human, obviously. But what are some things maybe because I, I feel as though maybe you were quite intentional um, about it, maybe that you would say or that you're saying in your mind right now to kind of make it a good experience? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, honestly, it's been a, a, a good experience. It's it's not um, it, 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 it changes all the time. So I think it's part of it is just um allowing yourself to, to, to accept that change and to feel excited about it. And, um, you know, I mean, we're different every day in our regular life, you know, pregnant or not pregnant. So it's sort of, it's just waking up every day and noticing, oh, wow, you know, my body feels, Mm. you know, a little bit balance is trickier and, you know, oh, it feels really good to do this today or not so great to do this today. And this feels empowering. And, and, um, so, you know, I think keeping a regular, a regular internal practice is um, completely crucial to feeling good, you know, whether it's, you know, meditation or yoga, something where you're focusing on the inside um, and and really coming back to how you feel um, because that's a huge, a huge compass. And, you know, I think so many people have a huge knowledge already of you know, their fitness routine and their vocabulary of movement with yoga, you know, we just need that time and space to slow down. I think for me, it's about slowing down, um, softening, you know, creating enough space so I can actually listen to myself. <laughs> and then from there, you know, it's go time. If I take that, you know, five, 10 minutes every morning to, to listen to how I feel, I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly, you know, who I want to hang around that day. I know exactly, you know, what I want to be reading. I know exactly, you know, what I don't want to be doing. Um, but if I try to control that too much or, you know, I guess maybe not that I had this experience, but if I tried to keep my fitness routine the same as it was before, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see how that would be completely miserable and (laughs) just, just no fun, you know, (laughs) know, it it can be fun, you know, and, and exciting. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm friends with Deepak Chopra and I told him a while ago and I saw him and I was kind of newly pregnant and I, and I said, well, she's doing the work, you know, I'm just kind of hanging around. And he said, no, actually the universe is, the universe is doing the work. <laughs> so I think, you know, thinking about these things is, you know, it is magical and amazing and exciting. And 
you know, we get to be a part of it, I think, instead of um, having to, you know, control our bodies or something like that, you know. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's such a great way to look at it. Like, like if you can take yourself out of it, so you can take a whole lot of pressure off. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah, are you reading right now? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I come back to kind of these few few same books a lot. Um, the Dalai Lama has this um, uh, neat book called Beyond Religion, and which I just think is cool coming from a religious person like himself. But it's yeah. it's kind of a, a call to be, you know, ethical and moral in our lives. And, you know, it's really it's just a nice reminder to, to, to do all of the things that, you know, we all talk about all the time and we all sort of remind ourselves all the time of, you know, cultivating internal peace and internal awareness and, you know, um, respect for ourselves, you know, if we want to see that in the world. So, you know, things like that. And, um, there's this book I came across called the mindful parent Mm. and, um, it, the, the author, um, goes and visits, I think five or six of the, you know, happiest cultures in the world for families. So, you know, things like Bali and um, Southeast Asia and um, uh, I think some some parts of Japan and things like this and really just observe their cultures of how they, you know, raise raise babies together and um, they don't have stigmas around things that we have in the West. Like, you know, the baby has their own room here all the time and you know, the, the mother goes back to work right away and all of these things. So it kind of, it kind of was a neat reminder to show that, um, you know, we have more freedoms than we like, and it's okay to, you know, to kind of hold your kid all the time and doesn't need to be ferberized and things Mm. like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these things that we're sort of grown up with here of, you know, sort of hands-off parenting and hands-off, you know, even with the pregnancy and the experience and things that I've just felt so strongly intuitively that, you know, how, how I want the experience to go and you know, the kind of relationship I want to have with, with her and, you know, in my, in my relationship with Mike and things like this. So it's, you know, these kind of books are interesting because I feel like we don't get a lot of that in New York and LA and, you know, we have the, a different kind of culture here of, mm. you know, bounce back with the body and you know, yes. <laughs> jump back into work and, you know, all of these things. So it's, it's been, it's been a neat kind of reminder. Oh, I love that. And there's just, there's so many different ideas, you know, especially being out in LA and I think just really tapping into a beautiful community of, um, uh, just women soul sisters that I have right now. I, I literally just traveled to Costa Rica with a bunch of women who had just had babies and brought them with and all oh stayed in a house. Basically they were all in a house called it the goddess house. And it was like <laughs> just this beautiful idea of what could be for me. It was the most cool glimpse into like these kids were running around these moms. We were having these beautiful discussions while these babies were nursing. And I was like, this is like, the coolest experience that I could possibly have before I get pregnant because it just broke my entire, it shattered my idea of what I thought, you know, motherhood was supposed to look like. And here's these women in Costa Rica, like surfing and, you know, other people are watching their babies. I'm like, yes, this is, this is it. So, (laughs) so, so talking about that, what has been some of your favorite moments or observations from some of your travels? Oh gosh. Um, Man, well, I, I guess that's I'm, like such a huge question. <laughs> it's huge. Uh, you know, I used to. I, I I think I love I love everywhere and I love everybody. And it's just funny. The first few times I'd go to these places, you know, I'd meet people, and then now we're all friends. And you know, it's just been it's been so many years. So that's really great. But 
you know, I, I just love this idea that we're all, we're all kind of connected to feel good. And, you know, I'm lucky when I get to see my friends, we all do yoga and eat well and catch up. And it's, it's really around a context of feeling better. And, um, you know, I remember the first time I went to Malaysia, it was kind of mind blowing for me. Um, there was, uh, I did this event on, on some rooftop somewhere and it was probably 98% Muslim women came to it. And, uh, I just thought this was the coolest thing ever. And they said, you know, we, we love practicing yoga because it helps us feel better. And, you know, just to see somebody who looks completely different than, you know, half of, you know, most of the women that we see in New York and the, in LA and the perfect outfits and all these things. And, and these women really just coming for themselves as well. And, you know, a lot of them, we, I, I've made really good friends with them and we're still in touch. And it's incredible, incredible to me how similar I am to these women. <laughs> we have, mm. we have like one thing in, in uh, that's not the same and it's, it's what we wear on our head. You know? yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's kind of it, you know? So, you know, we giggle and we text and, you know, I think for me, mm. those, those kind of, um, cultural, um, you know, again, being from the Midwest, you know, we're probably, we're probably, you know, from a very similar town where everybody looks the same, everybody acts the same. And, you know, it's just sort of, that's, that's just a product of where we are. And, and, you know, demographically, and, and it is the same for them too. You know, most of the people there are, are this the same experience, just different, a different culture. So I think, um, you know, I've been so lucky to get to, you know, kind of connect with people in this way where it's really about something personal and bigger than ourselves and fun and exciting. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, Southeast Asia has been really special for that reason. Oh, beautiful. So I, that, that brings us into, um, talking about just women, friends and tribe. And I'm actually writing a book right now just about tribes and, and making sure that you nurture, you know, your women relationships and building them and how to connect deeper. So what role has cool. that played? I'm Can't so, wait to read that. <laughs> so excited. It's like a mastermind book, so you can all mastermind yeah. with it. Um, but it just, I, I'm so curious because I'm finding the most, just really beautiful, connected, happy women in the world have a tribe of women that they connect into. So what do you do to, what role has it played for you and how do you nurture those relationships? Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah for me, it's, 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 it's huge for sure. And I think it's, um, you know, it's been, uh, kind of a surprise and also, you know, you never know where these people are going to come from in your lives and, you know, and, and how long they're going to be in your lives and all of these things. But, um, you know, I have, a few people in my life right now that I've known for probably 20 years that also live in New York and I've reconnected with them because, um, you know, my, my one girlfriend, she, uh, you know, I knew her when she was a model in New York acting crazy and, you know, in the late nineties and now she has seven kids oh my gosh. <laughs> and she has this amazing, um, you know, birthing class business and it's, you know, going global. And, you know, she actually did one of our first, uh, Strala trainings a few years ago just to kind of reconnect a bit. But, um, but now we have the baby thing in common and she's been a huge supporter and resource and, um, and, and, and we've just grown closer in this way. And she's just really reminded me that, you know, I have so many, um, you know, freedoms going into the experience and we've really just, we've always been friends, but we've really connected on a, on a much more profound level. I think now that we have more, more in common to experience. And, you know, I really noticed that with a lot of 
um, I guess, you know, tribe and, and girlfriends and things like that, that, um, you know, different stages in my life, I've always maybe really been drawn to that person, but, you know, whether whatever's happening at a certain point in, in either of our lives may bring us closer together in that way. So, um, you know, another girlfriend that coming to mind is Malika Chopra. And, um, you know, I get to see her kind of periodically, but we got to go to Amsterdam at the same time for a, a book event and, um, you know, we hung out and went to all the museums and just kind of goofed off and had a really good time and, and supported each other. And, um, you know, that that really brought us a lot closer. So I think, you know, these people are kind of always around. And then then something kind of magical happens when they zap really close to you. <laughs> and I think that's that's always like this fun sort of magical, um, I think, point for me to to know that your tribe is, you know, not necessarily people you have to hang out with every day and have over and watch movies, but you know, they're there for you and you're there for them. And, and that's really important. Oh, I love that. It's just like you said, different phases of life. Like sometimes we, one of my girlfriends says collect people. She's like, you know, cause what, what I used to do growing up was like, I needed my friends to be like the everything friend. Like if you didn't fall into this category of the perfect person, then we weren't best friends <laughs> yeah. or, and it just wasn't useful. And that's kind of what I thought a best friend was. And now it's like, wow, every, you know, there's everyone's put in your life for maybe one certain thing or one particular thing that they can offer you or help you expand or help you learn or help teach you. And it's just like, life gets really exciting when you start looking at people like that, that everyone that you encounter is there for something. So you're like, get really explorative and interested, which makes everything more fun. So I love that you shared that. Thanks for doing. Thank you for that. Okay. So if you, um, let's see if you were to put your message out to the world, let's say you had, um, you had to put just one sentence on a billboard and it was the billboard that would be up for the rest of eternity. What would, what would that message say? Oh my gosh. This is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ask everybody this question? No, no. I literally was like, I want to ask her the billboard question. That's really good. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, gosh, something with ease. I would, I, I think this, there's something really profound that has really helped me with ease. And I think it's, um, you know, move with ease or live with ease or, mm. you know, find the ease, whatever it is, there's something in there. You know, I think take it easy is already taken by some singer, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> but I think it's, there's something more than, than, um, you know, just kind of kick back on the couch and relax, but you know, go and ease. Maybe that's mm -hmm. maybe that's a good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go and ease. You mm -hmm. know, but um, yeah, there's something that's I think really special about you know going about our day in a in in a way that's that's easygoing and still doing all the things that we need to do. Uh, that's so beautiful, and honestly, it's been your theme through this whole podcast. And just even when I was um, really looking at all of your videos and and um, looking at everything that you've done just in preparation for this podcast it's so funny a lot of your titles had like ease or flow or different these beautiful words that I immediately was like yeah yeah that's <laughs> I'm so drawn to this right now like I am like getting sucked into this world of ease right now so that's so beautiful so where can we find you where can we follow you what are you up to right now besides about to have a baby and thank you so much for being on here <laughs> Gosh, of course this is this is great um yeah, I mean, I'm pretty easy to find. I think we're all pretty easy to find now. <laughs> Everybody's very transparent with, with all of our whereabouts. Um, 
But, uh, you know, on, on the web, you can find me at terrastyles.com or astralyoga.com. You know, all the, I think the sites are linked together. Um, you know, I'm on all the usual social places um, to connect as well, YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, we have some programs coming up in New York and the spring and then in Europe and things like that. So, you know, people can always come and, and uh, join an in-person program and really, you know, connect with the community, which is, which is great to do. Um, you know, with, with people together. Amazing. And you guys, she has some incredible books that you must go and look up. And Tara, I just want to acknowledge you and say thank you for your massive work in the world and for how you show up, no matter how busy you are, whatever you're feeling sometimes in the, in, in the moment, it really is felt how much you just love people and this message that you're delivering. So thank you for, thank you for that. Oh gosh, no, well, thank you. It's, you know, it's, it's a Midwest thing, you know, I think we just we like to be around people. It feels good. <laughs> it does. Oh, and, and there is always one question that I ask before we wrap. So this one is universal for everyone who's on the podcast. So if you have just a quick 30 second elevator ride with somebody and they look over at you and they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Oh my goodness. Well, I think I would probably take that 30 seconds to just guide them through some breathing <laughs> mm, <yes. laughs> you know, and, and probably not, not say anything. Cause I think, you know, if you, you take a big inhale, lift, you know, an easy exhale, soften, check to see if you're movable and can sway a little side to side, you know, mm. 30 seconds is a lot of time to do that. And I think that that person will have so many more answers than I could have, you know, mm. talked their head off with, um, you know, sentences and words at that point. So I think I would just try to bring them back inside with that meditation. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. 
then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? 
Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.